Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Conscious Man Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Scott Pagliaccio, and we're live at North Lake Aquatic Center with Coach Junior, Coach Gilberto Junior. Uh, he is the coach of O2 Aquatics. Uh, not only is he uh, is a coach, he's also a, a personal friend uh, and mentor. He's helped me a lot throughout the years. Uh, got me interested in, in pushing myself and accessing uh, a growth mindset. It was something I was struggling with, and uh, he really pushed me to uh, pursue pushing myself uh, past my limitations. And uh, that's kind of what I'd like to dive in and talk to him about today is uh, the growth mindset, um, his coaching style, where he comes from, uh, his background, where he is now, and what he's got going on uh, currently in his life. So I'm going to pass the mic over to Coach Junior and let him introduce himself, uh, kind of give you a a window into his life, what he's up to, and uh, yeah, take it away, Coach. Thank you, Scott. You know? um, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys. Um, a little bit about me. Um, I'm from Brazil. I uh, was a former swimmer in Brazil, national team level athlete. Um, I am a mechanical engineer and decide to change career. And I move over and day one, I start coaching. So since then, for the last 23 years, you coach, I'm coaching uh, all different level athletes. I started five clubs in America, different places, California, Pennsylvania, California again, and now in Texas. And um, a lot of things happened this has and a lot of good athletes, a lot of uh, good results, so all the way up to Olympic trials. As a swim coach, um, is a kind of sport is not for everybody. You know, yeah. it's a very elite, I would say, sport when it comes to high performance. But that's what I have done for the the last twenty three years. And um, as a coach, uh, learn a lot. Yeah, learn a lot and uh, got a lot of um, different mindset levels and really difficult to understand you have to dig into each individual to understand what's necessary for them to get what we like as a coach high performance sure. and high performance competition yeah no that makes a lot of sense and and what i'm hearing you say and even before we started recording was that there are there are athletes that want something but they're not willing to do what's required like uh they want to be comfortable and they want, they want it to feel good and they want for it to be fun. But to go to that next level, to get to be an elite athlete, to go to the Olympics, you're going to have to endure. I think what I heard you saying was some pain. Yeah, I think um, we have to agree in one, one area here. When we want to move up in our lives, we want to change to better or to the next level, we'd mm -hmm. say, yeah. it is a lot of pain. Pain <laughs> to lose or that pain when you have to change cities or change life or change jobs or change marriage, whatever it is, it is painful. Yeah. The fact you go from your comfort zone to something you have no control over, that's the pain. Now, the sport, I think the great for the, the whole sport atmosphere is you can control the physical pain because when you train your body to be in that environment, um, you know you have pain, 
you know when you're done, the pain goes away and you come back for more pain. <laughs> and you go, okay, what's the point? Well, the point is that endorphin your body produces is a satisfaction for achievement. Yeah. It's not the Olympics only. I think right. the Olympics is is the highest standard some athlete would like to go sure. because this is going to be a war, countries versus countries, and you prove you're the top of top. But the bottom line is how can a athlete with no lean go to the gym and do a CrossFit? How can you uh, can you have a swimmer with no arms breaking the record on the butterfly? Wow. I mean, you go, that's way beyond in our imagination. But to be on that level, you got to go through a lot of pain as well. Sure. You have to understand you're not there. You have to understand you don't have the limbs or you have some limitation. You have to understand you're overweight, underweight. You're not too tall or too short. And then you have to adapt your mind for that environment to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. Now, when you, when you talk about high performance, I think the high performance defined the elite level athletes are willing to take more pain and control more the arousal so that way they can uh, really control the physiological reactions and and even the psychological reactions versus those ones, they prefer to be on that comfort zone. So look, I'm great here, I love this sport, but that much pain is not for me, it's Mm. okay. So winners are exception, you have only one winner. And the average athletes will be below the winner. So now you want to be the higher level average athlete, the lower average uh, athlete or the average athlete. Now, what we see is coaches enjoy a lot to work with guys um, with a lot of talent and a lot of potential, right? So then you have the talent, you have the attitude, that's great. You become a Olympian. Now you have those guys with no talent, but they are really great with their attitudes. They really come for more. They really enjoy the the process. Those guys are the majority national level athletes and NCAA athletes. Now that Olympian winner, they don't have just the attitude. Right. They need a little more than that. They need a little more than just the the fact I want to be Olympian. They embrace the pain. They embrace the process, they believe in the process, and they leave the process. Then they become the winner. They have the talents plus a lot of high attitude. So combine those, you become the winner. Now, we don't have that often. I mean, how you can expect a 10-year-old kid join the sport being a a champion in in few days or a few months. Right. So you need to train and teach them that mindset. Okay. It is okay. You're going to be here for an hour to drop only a second in your best time. What's the point? The point's not the trophy. The point's not the time you're going to drop. The point is to believe you can be better than you did yesterday. Mm. And But you're sore. Yes, it's okay. Tomorrow, that sore goes away. And that's how life goes. All mm. the pain comes, all the pain goes. Yeah. So it is difficult to see our uh, young athletes uh, to believe on that process. They wanted the medal, they wanted the trophy, but they, wanna, they don't want to go through the process. And yeah. most of those, uh, I would say, those guys, they learn that at home. Why? Well, parents, they, they give it to them whatever they need to be saved, yeah. very comfortable. In a nice environment, their houses, they don't have to do much. They, 
Uh, do they have the babysitters? They have the drivers. They have someone picking them up. They have the carpooling. So it's a little different than what we had in our uh, great parents when they were surviving for for things and yeah. fighting for life. Right? Yeah. It's not the same. So the the skills they don't learn on the young age. Now, if you see some athletes uh, with a little more discipline, it will become easier for them to uh, go to the path as a training athlete mm -hmm. because they understand the discipline. They understand it is necessary to have that commitment. It's necessary to have that routine in their day. And those are easier to get into the training, the, I would say, organized training. Yeah. Right? Uh, but the fluctuation of the mindset is very, very, very good. It is unbelievable. It is a uh, fascinating for me yeah, because okay. you have a people with a very low self-esteem and confidence become a phenomenal athletes. You know, how how that's possible? Well, yeah. How you, is that? Possible? You change the way the perception uh, goes in their mind. So before they're afraid to expose their body because they're overweight or they're underweight or they're not fit or they're not fitting for that group of athletes. Mm -hmm. Later, they see the transformation. More transformation they see, more they want to mm -hmm. change. Yeah. And then later, someone say, wow, good job. You, great. you did really good. And they go home and, mom, ah, coach said, good job. I did something really good. And slowly you start washing their brain with the good positive enforcement. And they start believe they can do more versus saying, you're going to win your race if you keep doing this. You will have gold medal if you keep doing this. We don't say things like that. That's not the way to motivate the mindset to be a better athlete. Okay. Uh, that's my way to pretty much uh, navigate with this whole mindset. doesn't matter how old or young you are. Right. We always have our fears. Yeah. We always are afraid to fail in our activities and our actions. And we are always afraid to be judged by someone. Now, the coach environment can really help that to excel to a better athlete and high performance level, but can really damage someone as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, how, how do you differentiate yourself knowing that if you, you know, these kids boys and girls, men and women are, are kind of fragile in their mindset. And, and if you go the, you know, if, if you go, if you say the wrong thing or you do the wrong thing, you're, what I think I hear you saying is that it could be a detriment to their performance or to their training because it, they might be fragile and it might break them. Is that what you're saying? Or, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because, you know, maybe for, for some people, you, you joke about something is funny, mm. but you can really hurt that specific person that can be really bad for their 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 feelings and emotional right and most of the time you see kids uh having this very high pressure emotional uh um behavior mm -hmm. coming from outside yeah. and they don't know how to respond on that what they do they start harm themselves mm. you know they feel yeah. victim from something they don't even understand what's going on and sometimes coaches are not coaches. They are pretty much someone to, with super ego uh, to get their career in the top level, and they don't have that. They just start pushing away people with no talent or no opportunity or no commitment or whatever they don't have, they don't like, they start pushing those guys away. And that could be the end of the life as an athlete for those specific at, uh, uh, individuals. Uh, what, what I like to see is when the coach 
uh, put the, his career on the side, and he really looked for the opportunity. Mm. Okay, you have a, a basketball court and you have a neighborhood. That's a great opportunity. How can yeah. you put that together? How can you force kids to come from playing video games to your court to play for you and come to the next morning again and again and again? Yeah. Well, they see they need to see you as a as an idol, pretty much. Yeah. You know, they need to trust that person to be there for you, doesn't matter what, and they need to believe whatever you tell them, we will give it to them that strength. Yeah. You know, it's the same as the endorphin gives it to your body that pleasure when yeah. you when you do exercise. The coach has to give it to your brain that energy enough to combine. The, uh, the attitude you want to do the sport plus the intention to be with that sport and that team. Yeah. Some coaches, they go beyond. They are too aggressive or they, they enforce and always on the negative side and that can be a problem. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, if your coach always say good things but it does not teach the, the, the fundamentals or the path to get to the next high level uh, uh, um I would say step. Yeah. And that could be a problem as well because you don't give tools enough to the to the athlete, but you always keep saying good things. So right. the athlete doesn't believe that's true or not. And then when it comes to the reality, when they come to the championship, come to the game, yeah. he doesn't know how to react because the pressure will be too high. And he's undercoached by that individual. And when it goes to the competition, he knows he's not ready or not prepared for it. Yeah. Right. Yep. So in our sport, specific swimming uh, is fair because you have a clock on the wall telling you you are or you're not fast. Mm. Now, which level you want to be, that's your goal set. That's how you decide yourself. Okay, I don't know what is Olympics. I don't know what is championship. I don't know what is swimming. And you give it to them. The levels, the opportunities. So uh, you want to be here, you want to be there. If you want to be that level, that's a long term. Yep. But right now, that's how we can work to get you to the next phase in your career. Right. So you're growing. You're getting more uh, knowledge about the sport. You have more ways to do things. So eventually, you'll be there. Now, we cannot just give to them hope and not give it to them knowledge and not give it to them opportunity to improve their skills. And I am not a... a Big fan when a coach just asks the athlete to compete, but not spend time enough preparing them to compete. Uh, you know, and then they have the competition mind, but they don't have the preparation before. They go there, they are not well trained, and then they fail, and then they go, "Okay, I'm not good. I'm not good. I quit." Uh, that's right? and that's on the coach. Then what I hear you saying because you're. You're, they're just competing, but they're not preparing for the com competition. They're not yeah. putting in the hours uh, in the pool, doing the yoga, lifting the weights, all of the other stuff, two-a-days, whatever it takes. And I'd like to just segue a little bit. Um, you know, I, I have a daughter that you train, and she. what really fascinates me about you is that your coaching, your style, who you are, you got her to transform her life. She was struggling and I'm just, you know, I, I, I've experienced what you've done for, you know, other athletes, but specifically my daughter. And it's very impressive because as a father, that's, you know, that's something that you want for your children, man, is to be able to 
you know, instilling them values and morals. And she went from giving a little bit to giving, from what I view from the outsides, to giving it all she had from swimming, you know, kind of uh, for fun to really taking taking it seriously. And I'll, and I'll share a story with you that um, really touches me is one day I had her over to the house and we were getting ready to have dinner. And I said, what do you want to have for dessert? And this is this was her response. She said, Dad, I'm off sugar. I'm taking this swimming thing as far as I can take it, as, as far as I can go with it. And she was serious. And it shocked and it didn't shock me, but it it made me feel proud. I was like, wow, this is my daughter. And and after that, you know, the steps that she took to get to where she is now, um, yeah, is really uh, I'm just really grateful as well. Um how you've impacted our lives. And so I'm curious to know, maybe you can share how, how you did that a little bit, like take us inside the process of how you get a, a, a it could be any athlete. It doesn't have to be my daughter specifically, but I wanted to give you a shout out there because it, it really, uh, it, it really just, I think it, I know how it transformed her life physically psychologically, emotionally, you know, every aspect, you know, so. That, that's interesting to say. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And I, I, f I feel uh, very proud as well, you know. Um, for me, as an athlete, when I try out my club, I did not pass. And when, when you were swimming yeah, as a kid. When I was a kid, I try out and was embarrassed and did not pass. I try again and again, it was four times. Yeah. Last time when I try out, Actually, the swimmers were sitting on the side of the pool. They want to see again that little dude not <laughs> making the team and making fun of me. Mm. And that day I decided, doesn't matter what it's going to cost, I'm not going to go home. Are you pass? And I did. Cry a lot. Mm. I pushed off the bottom of the pool a lot of times. And then when the coach said, all right, you're good now. I'm very impressed. See you tomorrow. And I forgot tomorrow would be a lot of pain because <laughs> I have so much pain my, my muscles and I, I was destroyed yeah. and I went back and I try again, cry again, but no one saw and then on and on and on just to prove I could do it. And when I saw the, the, the kids on the team all fit and everyone was so strong uh, on the social skills, I was so shy and, mm -hmm. and that kind of thing caught my, my attention and so I don't want to be just a small dude coming to the team and become a joke, I want to do something. In mm. every single practice, I was looking for someone to try to cop what they're doing, to be better than them. And eventually, when I became a state champion on the 200 breaststroke in less than a year and a half, that kind of make me feel really proud. Yeah. And my coach said, you have a lot of potential, a lot, not just potential, a lot of potential. And he was pushing me off the edge, right? Yeah. So time passed by and I always had it in my mind. I was no one in the water and became a state champion less than a half. Maybe someone can do the same. Maybe if we give opportunity to the right, I mean, give you right opportunity to the right people, yeah. um, you'll be something like I did. And then when swimmers uh, come to me, normally um, they're not well-trained. They're not on the highest level as we expect. Is that like it, 
swimming wise or is it? Um, well, the level of ch uh, clubs we normally coach, that's the age group mm -hmm. uh, program. They're not a high level athlete. They're not NCAA athletes. They're not Olympians. So you are producing a environment to create a path for them to go there, right? Yeah. So when you go to college, they're already done. They're already there for training. They're ready for winning and making their career as a, as a, as a business, but not as an age group. Now, what I see the difference between that level and the age group level is the shame, is the embarrassment, is the fear, is the the shyness, and sometimes get so high that can impact their their life, their their psychological, uh, emotional life. And coaching boys and girls are completely different. Okay, so girls are very different than boys, and when you are with them, with the girls. They accept more your coaching, your training. They get engaged with the program. They absorb more pain than boys. Ma. And boys are more lazy. And when they hit the poopy rain, that's kind of changed a little. Yeah. But when they're little, it's completely. You see the size. Girls are taller than boys. They're more smart than boys on the game stuff. But eventually, boys catch them up and then pass them with the testosterone and all that kind of sure. uh, deal, right? But um, start with the body. And most of the time, the kids compare them with another people or someone already told them something, and that can create the, the walls. Mm. So the first thing we try to do is to break that. You know, It's not the way you look. It's the way you want to be. Right. And it's not because you are this way. You cannot do that thing. Now, when they complain and they don't understand the process, it is a huge problem. Now, when you give it to them opportunity to understand what is possible to do mm -hmm. and where they want to be, and they start choosing, you give it to them two doors all the time. You can be fast, you can be slow. What do you want? I want to be fast. Well, for that fast, mm -hmm. you got to sacrifice the sugar. You got to sacrifice your night with friends before championship. You got to sacrifice some extra time doing stupid things. Yeah. Now, if you choose to be that door, maybe does not need require too much sacrifice, but your achievement won't be that high. Yeah. Which one do you like? So daily basis as a coach, what I do, I give each of them opportunity to think about those two doors. Mm. You have the average and above the average. Where you want to want to be always above the average. Well, what would you sacrifice for? I mean, you want to be the best student. Are you studying more? Right. Are you paying attention? Are you leaving your phone on the side when you study? Uh, it's always like this. And what I see is, on the beginning, they don't believe. Mainly, it's like I said, um, normally I like to give it to them the two doors, right? So yep. clear path for achievement and a high stand level and the average level. You choose. It's not me. You're here. I'll give you all the tools you need. For kids, including your daughter, it was pretty much the same. Um, are you not happy with your performance? No. What can you do to improve? I don't know. So those questions we ask them is, uh, first of all, who you are. Right. What kind of athlete are you? Are you a slacker? Are you a follower? Are you a leader? Are you a liar? In come to work out, you pretend you're doing what you're not doing. Yeah. Once you define exactly who you are and you know who you are and what you want, I want to go to Olympics for that. That's a wish. Right. So what you want, I want to be better. That's 
good, but yeah. that in what? And then start giving them a little more clear um, ways to think what they really want. Right. When they find that, I want to go to a championship, the state championship. Great. Now we can measure something here. And do you know how to get there? Uh, training? Well, and then you don't need a coach. Just go to the board and go back and forth. <laughs> yeah. right? Right. So now you need help. So now right. that's my job. Okay. So and then daily base, you give it to them always that question. Yeah, you're asking you, them to always rephrase what they really want and how. So and then they start thinking another way. Instead to I swim because my coach make me to swim. They go, I swim because I enjoy to swim for my coach. Mm. And I change that my coach to myself. You know, and then they they normally they start going from that demanding uh, uh, coach mindset to I really want to be better. I'm going to use my coach to help myself to achieve what I want versus my coach making me do butterfly. My coach signed me for this event. My coach, no, I, your coach is giving you opportunity. Right. You know, and then when they realize that, everything changed completely. And most of the time, what I see, especially those ones that are struggling in the beginning to find themselves in the sport, is giving to them the right pressure, the right progression with the right mindset. Mm. We're not talking about championship. We're not talking about Olympics for a uh, very beginner athlete. We talk about, wow. That flip turn was amazing. Mm. How can you do that? Yeah. Can you show me? Can I record? Can I use you in our social media? So when they started feeling, what? And that was me? Yeah. Whoa, I'm doing something great. So you start clicking here and there and then start giving to them the doors. Do you want to go slow? Do you want to go fat? Do you want to be better? Do you want to be slower? And what do you want? And uh, I want this. So, and then you give it to them opportunity to think about it. Yeah. And you use the growth mind. Now, the fixed mind, you say, oh, my coach make me. doesn't matter what you tell them. They always, normally, those guys succeed really well in the beginning, and then they stop. They don't go all the way up to college or beyond college. This is like the fixed mind? The, the people mind. that are like and saying you make them yeah. do it? And then later in their life, instead to say, I like to do sports because that's part of my day and make me feel so good. I have to do something because my doctor said my heart is not good. Mm. So that's the fixed mind athlete, and they're going to carry over for life. We cannot change them unless they really want to change. Yeah. But it's fascinating how uh, you can really inspire someone, not to be Olympian only, but to do something they don't believe is possible. And when they achieve that, they come back for something way beyond. And then you start getting to, okay, now I have your mind into, you bought into this idea. What do you think about training for nationals? What is nationals? Well, you explain, show the time, the wow, that's fast. Well, I think you can do it. You already did this much. Yeah. Would you like to try? Uh, I don't know. And then explain, you give it the parents' idea how that whole commitment could be. And then if they buy into, you get an athlete in your side, and then you'll be easier as a coach to achieve what you're looking for, the higher performance and uh, training competition. Yeah, and these skills that you're teaching these kids, and you know, you're asking them questions rather than telling them the answer. They're, they're getting to bring it out from within themselves. You're just guiding them. You're like a, you're a signpost. You're a you're a guide. You're you're showing them that they have the answers already within them that 
you know, they don't have. Yeah, yeah. I, I think normally um, when when they're talking to themselves, they communicate really well. The kids? Yeah, they, they know the language. They know the, the, the way, what their generation is pretty much doing, right? Right. Now, when adult comes to in their, in their life and try to communicate with them, it's not a clear understanding. Because sure. they see one way, you see another way. You come from, you came from a different background and experience, and you try to transfer that to them, right? right. So, and then you ask a question: um, Have you ever seen a leader in any level being shy? Right. Um, have you ever seen any boss, manager, mentor, teacher, professor, coach not communicate? Not talking, shaking just shoulder, right. answer a question with rolling eyes. Right. And now, if you want to be the number one in your school because your grades are so great, why don't you add more things on that skills? Why don't you be the most popular guy in your class, the most better communicator, the guy can lead the team to a party or a fun day? Or yeah, you can do that. So the social skills has to be part of that process where they believe they can talk, they can yeah. communicate with someone. And that's the key between the coach and the athlete. You need to know what's going on. You need to know how they are feeling the set. You need to know what is hurting. And sometimes when they don't have that skills to talk to you, right. they they don't know how even to answer questions like that. Yeah. And you have no crystal ball and you get frustrated sure. because you want to, but they don't know how to do it. Yeah. So you're you're teaching them skills way beyond swimming. These are skills that are making them leaders in the community. And when they go into the workforce, they're going to be able to carry these skills with them. Um, and I think that's really important because I'm I'm really curious because I work with young kids as well, and they have you know some of the younger kids have difficulty expressing themselves to their parents. But with me, it's easy because I'm not, you know, it's, there's no judgment or there's no, you know, frustration or whatever with your own children. It's a lot easier to interact. I feel like with other people's children, because you have no uh, historic past with them, you know, I would say the emotion. Yeah. Is different. It's tough, right? Yeah. So yeah. For sure. Don't try to have that emotional side. Yeah. Always talking louder than just their rational side. You know? Yeah. And work with somebody else, uh, kid is more about okay. That's very simple. You don't have the emotions. Let's get this done. It's a business. Everyone is capable to do. You believe so much, right? You, I think, you transfer more uh, credibility to the to, to the person as as you talk, as you coach, as you deal with them versus with your own child, because you're afraid to fail in your, in your own education and. What, what if my kid, what if, what if, you have dreams, but you don't know if that's going to work or not. When somebody else's kid, you feel, okay, I know what I'm doing. That's my job. And you get so more confident. Yeah. And you've seen even coaches, uh, when they coach their own child, um, sometimes they, f they feel, should I talk to my daughter that way? Uh, maybe another parents think I have favoritism here. Mm. I'm not going to talk to her. So they start acting really weird with their own child on the team <laughs> yeah. because they're afraid what what other people could say or think about it. Yeah. And that makes sense. I, I think, you know, if you look the individual and leave them that spot 
every time when you coach them or teach them, whatever it is, uh, and when they come to you, okay, they are my athletes, they train for me, and that's what we're doing here. Right. Where they have problems outside, we can fix that later, but right now we're focused on this and that and that. Right. So, and then I, I coach my wife, and then I see this all the time. You know, sometimes she misunderstand. okay, you, you, you are judging me. No, no, no. no. That's what it is. Just do the drill, do the set, and everything will be fine. Yeah. And at home, when we start to talk about the sport and swimming, I said, um, I'm tired. Let's go talk about something else. I really try to divide areas where we don't cross lines. Yeah. And I think it's the same for fathers. Uh, and I see most of the time when kids come to uh, to the coach asking for help in some areas and they have a little confusion and the father step in or the mother step in, they believe uh, they're helping them somehow. And they most of the time the emotions are yeah. too high and the kids get confused. Sure. That makes you know, a lot of sense. Wanna, they don't want to hurt their parents. They don't want to disappoint their coach. And then they feel on the spot where a lot of pressure. And that's something we don't like. Yeah. And for me, I, I think the competition is my big screen. You know, when I go to a big meets, nationals, trials, whatever it is, I like to see it and enjoy as much as I can. Yeah. I don't judge. I don't criticize. I don't correct, uh, overcorrect stuff they're doing. It just gives some thoughts and some ideas. Yeah. We already trained. We already good. We already got here. Right. That's your show. You know, enjoy. Yeah. I really like to give to them opportunity to uh, have that opportunity. Uh, that event as part of their achievement, not mine. When it comes to training, that's different. We go, we fix this, we fix that. You remember what you did at the meet? That's not good, but not at the meet. Right, because that's you. You do all of that preparation before you get to the meet. Exactly. The meet is their time to shine. Yeah, that's the show time. Yeah, no time to make corrections. Just presentation. That's it. Yeah. After we're done, and then you get the the leftovers and see what's going on and. And rebuild again, and recharge the batteries, and go back to another another round. Yeah. And the most interesting thing is, if you ask an athlete to perform the highest by themselves on the arena, can be any sport, with no spectator, no coach, no one there. I believe it would be pretty much impossible for them to excel their potential there. They probably never go the fastest or the best or or anything. Yeah. Now you put the same arena full with people and TV oh. and all that energy there, and you go, why they go so well? It's not just the training, it's not just the 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 the, the fact they can go from point H point to be fast or play that game so well, is the fact someone believe on them. Yeah. Someone is over there, watch their their performance and they Get this energy somehow so high, and you see the the glory of the the Olympics or the Nationals or the NFL or whatever comes to the athlete and yeah. they play their best. And then the next day, when it comes to practices after the meet, let's do it again. <laughs> They're they excited. Can't even get close. Why? I mean, it's important to give it to them opportunity to have that energy and that desire that anxiety, that uh, expectation, that excitement, mm, yeah, and not just be afraid, oh my gosh, I have meet tomorrow, the Olympics coming, what is it supposed to do? 
And I don't like to see athletes thinking that way. Right. You're supposed to be a little uh, nervous when it comes to practice because practice will be brutal. Practice will be hard. Practice will be there to really hit your system. But not, not, not the, the game. Not the, the game, game is the, the glory. The game is, is where you're going to show people how great you are. You should not be afraid. Yeah. So daily base, I really like to give to them that independence. So our kids are at the meet right now, and I'm here with you. So I believe coach can coach them. I believe my kids can uh, follow uh, any coach because that's the point. They cannot be dependable. Right. And I give it to them opportunity. Yep. You train, you have two choices. To implement what you know and what you did, doesn't matter where you are, doesn't matter who is with you, or just be afraid and don't do anything. Yeah. And they start believing that, and that's how you see the transformation. I believe that's what happened with your daughter. Your daughter got the same path as I'm tired to not achieve. I'm tired to not get something beyond what I did. Yeah. And yeah. when she decided to click, everything changed. It changed so well. Today, we have something here, could be our yeah. next national level athlete, you know? Yeah, thank you very much. And, and speaking of high level athletes, I mean, I'm super grateful for all the work that you've done with my daughter and with all the kids. I mean, that's part of the reason why I wanted to come here because over the, I guess it's been over the years, we've cultivated a friendship and, uh, you know, I, I wanted to highlight you on the podcast. Just, uh, you're, you're, you currently have an athlete that's made uh, made it to the time trials. Is that what it is? Yes, or maybe yes, you can tell us a little bit more. Tell the listener, like, I, I'm not sure how that all works, but I know it's very, I, it, I would imagine it's very exciting for you. It is exciting. It's exciting. Um, my first club in America, I had so many good athletes, I had no idea. So when I was training them, I saw the potential and the difference between our metrics and, and the system we use in America. Uh, yards versus meters, mm. and we have always trained in the meter pool outside the United. When I got here, every every sets, every every workout, every meter yards was a little, very difficult for me to adapt. Okay. And then I saw those athletes doing really fast times, and I didn't know when they could go to that level. And then we started getting to nationals and all the high level meets, and um, and that was pretty much what I did as an athlete, right? Yeah. And then over the years, always I had the opportunity to work with athletes on that level, okay? Going training to nationals, NCAAs, uh, Olympic trials, world trials, and on and on. When I moved to this club here in Texas, uh, was not the same setup. The club was pretty small and there was a lot of potential, and I decided to take the challenge. Mm. And we had the opportunity to meet an athlete from Russia, um, and she came after uh, her D2 school uh, program. She was a postgrad student. And she came with the idea to go to Olympics. Internally, of course, you go, okay, right. One more kid wants to know about <laughs> Olympics. Right. But when she got into the water and I saw the potential and the way she fills the water. And you see the way she fills? Yeah, normally uh, when the athlete swims, mm -hmm. uh, you know the motion is mm -hmm. so natural. And you see the body flowing through the, through the water in a different way as someone tries to survive for 
uh, their life. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you know who knows how to swim or not. You get a bodybuilder put in the water doing butterfly, you know, okay, this is not a swim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? I got you. Yeah. Um, but she was amazing. And uh, I, we decided to um, take her, we sponsor her, and we were training for, for only 10 months. And she goes from a very, um, I would say, she came from injury, by the way. She broke her hips before. Oh, wow. And then um, we had the opportunity to do this. But in 10 months, you don't train once you go to Olympics. That's kind of crazy. Right. Right? Especially after an injury. Exactly. Like a so, hip well, injury. what we told her was we can try. But I never saw anyone training 10 months and achieving that. Yeah. Honestly. And she goes, yes, um, I know, but I want to try. I said, great. Get in the water. Let's do it. Yeah. So we started training. And then all the, the, the progression we create for her, uh, she accepted really well. And she adapted really well. And then she was a, she was a monster in the water, you know. She have she has no fear whatsoever. Wow. And she accepts pain really well. She has a really high tolerance for pain. Uh, when I say pain, is about the fatigue, the, the, right. the stress the sport can create on the muscle. It's not a injury pain. Right. Um, anyway, so she qualified for a big meet here um, on a swim pro. That's a tier swim pro. Um, she qualified for the Santa Clara Grand Prix. And then um, she qualified for a nationals in Russia. She went to nationals. She's already there mm -hmm. competing. And then she qualified for trials. Uh -huh. Now, with the coronavirus, she has to stay there because if she flies to another place, probably she won't be back to game. So they they hold her over there because the, the world's in Russia. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The, the world's going crazy right now. Yeah. But we're still training her. We have the, our training overseas in the culture implementing our training there with her oh cool but it is very uh exciting to see a swimmer with that level come into a program like us and inspiring other swimmers to be on the next level as well and the difference between a high level athlete with a high talent and a high attitude is you don't have to do much Honestly, you don't have to even ask them to do things because they are there for that. Right. Versus the athlete with a lot of attitude but no talent. You mm -hmm. have to give it to them a lot of tools for them to implement their skills. Yeah. That's the whole, the, 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 the whole difference between a athletes like Anastasia and the athletes are trying to be on that level. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. for athletes like her, uh, it is really um, satisfied for me as a coach, when you go there, you give it to her this whole set, and she just dominates the sets, and then you come for more. She's challenging more than I challenge her, you know. Yeah. And I, 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 um, what I like to high performance is those guys. They have a really good drive uh, in their life. They have a really good mindset for things they want to do in life. They know when to do it. They know how to eat. And that including all the Ironman's athletes, all the ultramarathon swimmers, uh, the bikers. They, those guys are really good in the high-performance training. You don't have to ask them for morning practice. You don't have to ask them for anything. They are there waiting for you yeah. on time. They never miss practice. High attendance and commitment and diet, rest, and they really know. So go to a meet. You don't have to 
follow them to see if they're doing their routine for pre-set, pre-competition uh, yeah. races or not. They're there for exactly what you want, the way you tell them. And now if it doesn't work, yeah, that's your fault as a coach <laughs> because, you know, they, yeah. everything they're they, they supposed to do, they did. Yeah. And uh, how do you how do you work with that then? Like if if they if if they've done everything that you've asked them to do and they show up the way that you're saying they show up and then they don't achieve what they expected, how do you? um, Sometimes we don't have crystal ball, of course, right? right? So we predict that science behind the sport can help us to uh, train athletes. But sometimes happens. Sometimes the athlete got the plateau and doesn't go anywhere, and you keep trying, keep trying, and you have to admit that maybe that process you tried was not the right one for that athlete. You gotta, you gotta be very uh, honest with the sure. feedback. But in end, in other hand, if you see it's not working, you still have time to adapt. That's your job as a coach to adapt the process. You have to change the workout. You have to change the way you're running. Your, uh, your practice because maybe it's still on time to achieve what they want. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you keep insisting on that process when the athlete is not responding well, well, you're not being a good coach. You're not being open mind. Just realize your job is not good. Right. You got you to gotta change. Yeah. There's no, like I said, I can have five national coaches on the side of the pool asking the swimmer to do the same thing in different ways. The swimmer got completely confused right sure. um now for for us as a coach we need to be very careful how we're going to train that athlete and you need to monitor that athlete progression daily base mm. and then that goes by skills that goes by performance that goes by behavior emotional intelligence and on and on and on now for some athletes we recommend them to find a life coach, mm. not a psychologist, right. because I think psychologist is more about the, the the problem, and I think the life coach is about the solution. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, because oh, I have to go to psychologist now. You have a problem. I have to take a pills, and that's what. It, versus, okay, get a life coach. Figure out how to do, deal with the problem, yeah. and get the solution. Yeah, that makes you know? a lot of sense. Yeah. So I, I, that's why I like life coaching for athletes. Yeah. Uh, not judging, not that's my preference. Yeah. So we uh, we give them the opportunity to understand what's going on because most of the time they want to now. Right. I did. I wanted results now. It right. doesn't work this way. Sure. To be patient, to believe, and to increase their uh, energy level, mm. and that's come with the breathing, uh, the posture, the sure. way the mind works when they're with a little high anxiety or or when they're. Press or sure. their uh, anger. Yeah. So we have to monitor those emotions Absolutely. and keep the level where they don't transfer that to the training. Now the coach, on the other hand, on the physical side, has to be very careful with the signs for injuries, signs for overtraining or undertraining. You know, dehydration, hydration, or over weight, underweight. Mm-hmm. So we're not a doctors, but we need to be very careful and sure. monitor those things. And in our situation here in America, college and very high-level programs, they have access for biotests, and we don't. Each group, we cannot just go there, take our kids' blood tests and see what's <laughs> right. going on, right? Yeah, it would be nice. Yeah, but uh, we have a sense of uh, what could be done 
if that does not perform at the level we expect. Because it's a, it is pretty much a plan, right? You have the seasonal plan, you put together, and then you start working on that. Physiologically, the response comes every cycle, every three, four weeks, you see some type of improvement. If it's not, if one athlete's not doing, maybe that athlete has to adjust, adapt somehow mm -hmm. or adjust something. But if the whole group is not doing something, you're not doing the right planning for that group. You get a, you got to change. You got to, you need to change. Yeah. Now, if you insist, maybe you fail in the, at the end of the season. You don't want that, right? Yeah. So, an athlete, they they just follow you. They just go whatever you tell them. They they, they just pretty much follow you. If you don't know what you're doing, pretty much you can destroy athletes' career. I, I yeah, just having this conversation with you, um, I I'm realizing how much goes into the preparation for you know of the athlete to perform and then to perform at a high level is I mean you, you have to take into consideration. And what I think I hear you saying and what I'm getting is that you consider the whole person the the physiology, the psychology, the neurobiology. I mean, it's complete, which really lands for me because I think that's very important. It's, they're not just a body that just moves through the water. There's so much more going on. And to take that kind of care for you with and for your athletes, I think will only increase your uh, possibility to be more successful. And I don't know if all coaches do this. This is my first experience with uh, a coach that has this type of capability and your influence. So um, I, I really appreciate that. And also I'm noticing the time and we're winding down and I wanted to ask you like a final question to share with our listener. Um, you know, since we've been talking so much about mindset, what's, what's one thing you could give to the listener that's out there wanting to take, whatever part of their life to the next level, what's something they could start doing immediately that could help them, you know, take the first step? Um, I think you can, uh, you can ask yourself and look at yourself when you're relating with people. That's how it works. Um, if you talk about someone on the bad way, if you always catch yourself minimizing someone or saying something someone did, you know you're not improving your life. Definitely you're not. Now, asking yourself, am I happy? Am I happy working this corporation? Am I happy to be overweight? Am I happy to be a smoker? Yeah, I'm pretty happy. So then don't complain about anything. Keep living and enjoy. Now, you have no rights to say you're happy and you keep blaming your, your failures in somebody else or whatever it is. Sure. Now, if you're not happy, ask yourself, what I'm doing is working for me. No, stop right now. Do you know how to stop? No, and then find a help. Yeah. The, the thing is, we keep always saying, oh, I want to do better. I want to get a promotion. I want to be uh, a CrossFit. I want to run a marathon. Uh, are you walking? No, I'm just on the computer all the time. I, I don't have time. But how do you want to put some goals in your life where you cannot even try those we right. even can prepare for those you want a family but you don't have a stable job you want a, a better car but you always don't care about your car you destroy things so your actions are not matching with your goals and that's what normally i see people doing they mm. wish things yep. versus planning things 
I want to go to Europe. Well, are you working for it? Do you have time to? Do you have people? Do you know where? And now nah, I'm just see what happened. It doesn't work this way. Right. And I think the mindset works very simple. All the energy you put in out come back to you on the same level. If you are a negative person, live in your room, and you go and start being uh, and, and talk to people on the rough way, they will talk to you the same way. Right. If you are going and people say, oh, that's Johnny, he's coming, let's go, because your energy is too low. Because you keep always saying that and acting that way. And mindset is very simple. Start with your breathing. Take a deep breath. Release. You feel really good. And then when someone says something bad to you, go away. That's a strong mindset to say, I don't need that in my life. Gotcha. You don't want to be overweight. When every time you have your meal, reduce the portion. Yeah. When you can reduce the portion, maybe later you can reduce the bad stuff. Now, when you put yourself on that environment and you know it's wrong and you don't want to change, I don't think you want to change. Right. <laughs> yeah. Very simple. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That makes and sense. And mindset, mindset is very simple. Good. And then you go with your mindset, tell yourself good things all the time. You got to look at the mirror and say, I'm the handsome person. I'm the most beautiful person in the world. Because if you don't tell that, if you don't believe that on yourself, your mindset will be very poor. Don't compare yourself. We are different individuals living on the same land, but we have different thoughts. We have different physiological reactions. You got to plan in your environment. Start with the small things, stuff you can control. Make your bed, clean your closet, clean your desk, organize your car, and slowly you start getting your environment where you can do things, you can change things. Yeah. Now, you want to change things outside, but you're not even changing inside because no one is watching you. That's not a good mindset. Yeah. No, okay. that, yeah, that makes a That's, lot of sense. I think is is doable. I see people going from a very lethargic life, losing their limbs on the, somehow, and they become a phenomenal athletes. I see guys breaking records uh, and not even being functional. So how that happen? Mindset, yeah, not physical. Right. Physically adapt with your mind. Okay, don't punish yourself with bad thoughts. Don't. Blaming people with your failures. Just work through, get the fear out of your mind. Fear does not exist, and I can prove that. Fear does not exist. That's just a game your mind creates in your, in your head to be alive. Mm. You know, you can watch a, a, a movie, a, a scary movie with no sound, what, listen to your song, <laughs> yeah. everything is fine. Right Now, if you just listen to the audio, and you don't see the video, and you can't create image in your mind where you go, you start freaking out. You yeah. know, it's just a game. Stay out of that zone. I love that. I love it. You heard it. You heard it here. It's a game. It just stay out of it. Stay out of that zone. Uh, Coach Junior, thank you for joining me. And please, could you tell all the listeners? Maybe there's some listeners out there that are interested in starting their kids swimming, or uh, you have a master's program. I know. Share with uh, with our listeners where they can get in touch with you. Social oh. media, websites, everything. Sure, sure. Um, you guys can go to o2performanceaquatics.com. That's the uh, main website for the team. We have for youth, we have for masters, we have for beginners and adventure athletes, all levels. Uh, also, we um, we have our Facebook, uh, O2Performance. We have Instagram, we have Ingress, we have Twitter. 
uh, or you can find Coach Junior or Gilberto Junior USA. So you find all the social media there. And my contact is Coach dot junior at o2performanceaquatics.com. Write me mail if you have any question or if you need any help. I maybe can uh, give some ideas on that. Awesome, Thank you man. very, very much, Scott. Thank you, people. And look for you guys to change your zone. <laughs> right on. Thank you, Junior. I appreciate you taking the time to do this with me today. Welcome. No problem at all, buddy. All right, brother.